The World Bank projects economic growth for poor nations will slow by almost a third and the business cycle indicator in South Africa slips farther. From over 833 cities, 121 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Governments across Africa recognize the importance of ensuring urban mobility for all by improving the existing public transport systems. Investing in public transport is in fact cited as key to tackling congestion in cities and increasing mobility of citizens. Lemma Andrew, co-founder and CEO of Easy Matatu, joins us for this episode to help us better understand public transport on the continent. When you say public transport in Africa is broken, what exactly do you mean? Public transport in Africa is broken because Africa's economies cannot afford to pay billions of dollars to subsidize public transport so that it operates the way it does in the developed world. As we know, almost every public transit system in the world operates at a loss to the tune of billions of dollars except the public transit system in Hong Kong. And even they, their income is mostly derived from their properties and their real estate than from the actual public transport that they provide. So African economies cannot afford to do that. Um, and so what we call public transport is is really privately owned transport that's available to the public. And the truth is it's highly capitalistic because it actually works. It's only focused on making money. Um, and so the providers of this public transit system provide the um, the least quality of service for um, to maximize their profits. Um, and that's really how it is. Um, are there countries in Africa that are doing great in the public transport sector? Um, yeah, and which countries are doing better? I think in Africa, so I think the richest economies are doing better, I think with the exception of um, Nigeria, which is a bit jumbled. So of course, South Africa, but you know, interestingly, South Africa has, you know, um, has buses, high-speed trains, and subways. But then interestingly, when you look at the statistics, more than 50% of um, transit in South Africa is using minibuses. If you look at, um, so cities like, um, so cities like, so I don't think there's a country that has done it better. I think they're just incremental improvements that make some cities better than others, but then you cannot say any any particular country has you know really arrived at the ideal form of public transport at least according to my knowledge i think when it comes to you know what can work can public private partnerships work in addressing the transport challenges on the continent and how so when it comes to you know what can work in terms of public private partnerships i think that's i think that's really the way forward i think I think, of course, as Africa's economies grow, it will be possible potentially to subsidize public transport and to build and to kind of replicate the model in the developed world. I think there's a huge opportunity to improve what is already existing and is profitable that operates without subsidies that actually are revenue generating for most cities and governments, um, which is the current informal public transport that also employ hundreds of thousands of people sustainably. Um, of course, they're not as efficient. And I think that's really where um, public-private partnerships can come in. You know, how does government support these public players to 
make their make their operations more efficient like to harness technology to make their operations better i think i think those are plays that that um can take what is existing what is sustainable and kind of improve it and bring it to the required level um i think there are also solutions like in Dar es Salaam where you have BRT and then you know that that's that's operating alongside uh traditional private transport i think i think none really has to you know cannibalize the other i think it's possible for them to coexist you know with traditional public transport and private transport working together um i i don't know how long that will take i think really many of our cities really have significant infrastructure challenges even for traditional public transport to happen um you look at kampala nairobi lagos and so i think like africa cities also really need to invest in that infrastructure first then start thinking about you know brt and those 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 forms of traditional public transport so in the meantime while our economies grow to actually afford this um you know public or private privately owned public transport can be harnessed and improved um to make it easier for the more than 50 million commuters across the continent to get to work get back home and basically move around that was andrew lemma co-founder and ceo of easy matatu and a quick look at the market the market segment is powered by the development bank of rwanda we empower you the composite leading business cycle indicator in south Africa went down 0.7% month on month in February of 2023, slipping further from an upwardly revised 0.2% fall in January. It's the third consecutive month of decline as 8 out of 10 available component time series decreased. The largest negative contributors were a deceleration in the 6th month smooth growth rate of job advertisement space and the decline in South Africa's US dollar denominated export commodity price index. On the other hand, increases were seen in the number of approved residential building plans and 6 month smooth growth rate in the real M1 money supply. A quick trip around Africa. The executive board of the International Monetary Fund has approved the first review of Tanzania's 3-year extended credit facility allowing for immediate disbursement of about 153 million US dollars in budgetary support. The IMF says Tanzania's economic reform program is progressing well in a challenging global economic environment, but authorities should work to boost domestic revenues while stepping up structural reforms to streamline bureaucracy and combat corruption the decision brings total disbursements under the 1.04 billion dollar loan arrangement approved for Tanzania last year to about 305 million dollars IMF deputy managing director Antoinette Saye says the program performance has been strong all qualitative performance criteria and indicative targets for December 2022 were met and two of the three structure benchmarks for December 2022 were completed on time. Saya says Tanzania's risk of debt distress remains moderate, but it is vital to continue prioritizing low interest financing and ensuring that risks from potential liabilities are well contained. 
The World Bank projects economic growth of poor nations to slow by almost one-third in the next seven years compared to the 2000-decade period. In a development outlook released last week, the lender attributes the sluggish growth to recent crises, among them the lingering economic consequences of COVID-19 and the global spillover effects of Russia's war on Ukraine. It says further effects of crises will throw tens of millions of people back into poverty, averting the 2030 sustainable development goals of ending extreme poverty. Over the long term, the lender says the picture is equally bleak as shocks from COVID-19, Russia-Ukraine war and the prevailing financial constraints could hurt essential sectors stalling growth. For instance, COVID-related for instance, COVID-related education shocks could cost today's students in low- and middle-income countries up to 10% of the future earnings. The projection reflects IMF's recent growth prospects projection for the sub-Saharan African countries, which mostly are under the developing category. It projected the region's growth to decline to 3.6% this year, making the second consecutive year that the region records a lower rate of growth than previous year, where it grew by 4.7%. There were 222.5 million telephone subscribers in Nigeria as at the end of 2022. This is according to the Nigerian National Bureau of Statistics. The 2022 figure shows an increase of 27.1 million subscribers over the 195.5 million subscribers recorded at the end of 2021. VNBS stated that the figures in its telecoms data, active voice and internet per state, porting and tariff information report for the last quarter 2022 released in Abuja on Monday. The report shows that the figure for the last quarter of 2022 presented a 13.87% rise in voice subscriptions on a year-on-year basis. On a quarter-on-quarter basis, the report shows growth stood at 4.89%. The NBS also recorded a total of 154.9 million active internet subscribers at the end of 2022 compared to 142 million recorded at the end of 2021. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at With Adon.